Yep. <clears throat> um, just let me find these scissors. I bought I got these um I went to Walmart the other day and they had these uh martini popsicles. I said oh. I said, hmm. That's uh, cute. I, you know, and 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 mess free, you know. And I debated on it, and I said, "Well, girl, you're here. Um, just go ahead and get the things and try it out, you know." So I'm gonna try that out today. I'm just uh, looking for something to open this packaging with, aka the damn scissors that I can never fucking find. Um. Okay. All right, girls. Okay. Um, let me start this off. Welcome to another episode of Reality the Pod. My name is Trash Can Tan. We still don't know. Wow. Well, I mean... Three I'm... hours of my time today just to get a resounding... <laughs> Y'all could have sent that in an email. We, uh... Like oh, you... Had some information, in the very least. We, like you, um, have uh, remote, like, Zoom meetings, and uh, I feel the same way, because every time I ask a question or anything like that, it's usually met with a I don't know, and I just don't understand why we have these meetings, and don't nobody know nothing. Nobody knows anything, but we sitting here and had to all put on shirts to attend this meeting. Like, I just feel like that's a waste of time. It's a total waste of time. It's, it's a waste of time. I could be doing something more, you know, productive instead of being counterproductive on this meeting with you. But you know what? I digress. I talk about my job all the time and how to get on my damn nerves. Um, Jay and I went to our first drag and drive. That? Drag and drive. Which, if if you're having a hard time picturing what it looks like, Imagine back in the day when you used to go to the like the drive-in movie theaters. It's literally just like that. And there's screens like everywhere. And uh, you guys know the queens. We told you guys last week it was Asia O'Hara, Miss um, Vanjie, uh, Gigi Good, um, Jada Essence Jada, Hall. Jada Essence Hall, our reigning queen. Um, uh, 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 Plastic Tiara, who puts on the damn and, show, and Crystal Method. There we go. I'm like, I got the method, but it was not coming out. I, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I had to, a fabulous time. Well, I try to open this damn. <laughs> I don't know if I had a fabulous time just because I got to go outside, and by outside, I mean like outside of my four block radius for the first time in what <laughs> five months. Yeah, yeah. For the record, I just want to say, no, she did not drive. I drove her car. Wasn't this supposed to be a present to me? Like, what present would it be if I had to drive? (laughs) I almost said what your name was. And I just don't understand. (laughs) Because apparently right after the Queens got done, having a very good and safe and social distance, great time at Soldier Field in the parking lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently they tore up downtown. Like I had no idea. Like I feel like I have enough hood niggas on my Facebook and my Instagram and stuff to be able to know when shit gonna happen. 
And I wake up the next day and it's like, they done looted downtown. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? We did not. We were good drag queen followers and fans. I had a great time. Miss Asia O'Hara, you got a fan in me. I love her. I love her. Um, I don't know that it necessarily was our crowd. Um, when I say our crowd, I mean the dragon, the, the, the driving drag crowd. I believe that that was just niggas nigga in. Now I just now I'm Bitch. Saying, Lord, I'm now saying, you know the queens that pulled up next to us was our people. Oh <laughs> yeah. So there was a car full of of queens that pulled up next to us. It was five gentlemen. And allow um, me to just say, at first look, these look like five are like the hardest thugs. I had seen, and then, and they, then I started and, and paying they, attention they got out the to car. the little nuances of things. They got out the car, and I was like, hmm, I done seen that same short outfit on the scene. I almost bought it, and I liked the way it sit on him. And then slowly I started to realize, not only were these niggas, they was a little ghetto, because they did get like blazed before they got out the car. They, they got blazed before they got out the car. They got blazed <laughs> when they got out the car. They got Blaze walking up to the stage. They got Blaze walking back from the stage. They got Blaze. <laughs> but I realized quickly that these was my people. They was fully prepared. They had umbrellas and everything. I, I them was my people's. They made this. They made that experience the experience for me. Yeah, I think that. Um. Well, you know, Shay didn't get out of the car, but Shade was also very high. Um, I was. Man, I only took two edibles because I knew there might be a possibility that I may at some point have to drive my car. And sometimes two don't hit me hard. But last night, that wasn't last night. That was Sunday night. Them two hit me. <clears throat> I said I, I was singing sunshine and rainbow. <laughs> I needed to go. I needed to go to Seven Eleven because I'm one of those very few people that still smoke Newports. Unfortunately, I'm trying to stop. And. I forgot my cigarettes at home, which Shay looked at me and said, so <laughs> uh, where's the nearest 7-Eleven? I said, say less, my nigga. So um, we're dri- I'm driving to 7-Eleven and I said, hey, look at my purse and go on my keys and get my driver's license. This bitch pulls out every motherfucking thing but the fucking driver's license. And the driver's license was literally where I told her it would be. I said, you know... Look, I got to the point where I got the keys right, y'all. And she's like, it's in the pocket. You just have to pull it up. I pull up a fuel reward card. And I don't know why that was so stunning for me. I'm like, you actually have a physical fuel reward card? Like, who carries these? It's like even a little keychain bobble. And you're like, it's in there. Just pull it up. But in my mind, I done already pulled out the fuel reward card. Ain't nothing else in there. So I just put it back. And I waited because I knew at some point she was going to tell me again where to find it. And she's like, did you pull it up? And I was like, look, bro, I done got you to the mountaintop. You want to take yourself the rest of the way. <laughs> I I, she, did not, she did not get me to the mountaintop. I got her to the mountaintop. And when she got there, she fucking stops and says, well, girl, there's no more mountain. Yes, there is, bitch. If you would have just flipped it over, you would have saw my driver's license. Oops. Um, and now Sonic got the zoomies. Really, Sonic? Never man. Alright. So um Needless to say, we had a smashing good time. We did, I... No no puns on the smashing, because apparently that's what happened immediately after we left. I just want to know who coordinated this effort 
to have niggas drive downtown in U-Haul trucks and hit the Gucci store. <clears throat> Where y'all at? <clears throat> I want a purse. <clears throat> so, um, in church announcements this week, um, <laughs> I think we're gonna ha- we have we only I think we only have two things. I think we're gonna obviously talk about the obvious, you know. But just one thing I did want to pull up. Um, let me just pull it up real quick. Did you know that during the quarantines, that Common and Tiffany Haddish had developed a relationship? They've been smashing ever since they did that. Did they do a movie together? Well, they did. They did something together. I can't remember what it was. They did. Um, oh, what did they do? I forget what they did together, but. Rumor has it um, that uh, they kind of did this like they were doing this like dating app thing where they were actually doing the like the, the dates via the app and whatever the case may be. And then um, sources from Billboard.com say um, that they are in a relationship. Um, and you know how common it is, you know Chicago niggas. Um, and his, he says, and I quote. She's a beautiful woman, a queen, and just a beautiful person. The 48-year-old rapper and actor said on Friday, August 7th, during an interview with Live on Kelly and Ryan. He says, I care for her a lot. I enjoy, I enjoy her, and I am grateful to have her in my life. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, who's 40, which these ages blow my mind, but okay. Um, recently, It seems like I keep getting older, and they don't. Yeah. Um, Tiffany Haddish, 40, recently confirmed the couple's relationship during an interview on Steve O's Wild Ride podcast, to which she says, I'm doing it with, ca- with comment. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> but you see, have you heard the other news about comment? My queen. Oh, girl. That allegedly. That he sexually assaulted some up and coming rapper. I don't really know anything about her. People feel like because she was so impassioned about the way that she spoke about the event that occurred or or allegedly occurred that makes it factual. And look, maybe it's just me. I don't think common the type of nigga that's about to steal pussy. Ah, me neither, man. No, wait, wait. He didn't even try to steal pussy. She said that he tried. She woke up in the hotel room with him, and he was trying to put his dick in her mouth while she was asleep. That don't even sound like common, though. That don't sound right. Common been 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 in the game for a long time. I'm like, no shade. This is about this is about to sound bad, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Cause come on now, y'all, listen to me. Common and had Tiffany Haddish. Erica Badu. Hmm, the queen. <laughs> the queen. Fucking Serena Williams. A queen. Some of the baddest bitches in the game. A queen. Sus. I, 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 don't, I don't see it for that one. I, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't see it for that. And it could just be me being a hometown player. Shout out. Shout out. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't I, I didn't really, I wasn't very compelled to believe that these allegations are true. And if they were true... Why didn't they come out years ago? And that'd be my problem with a lot of this shit. If these things happen to you, what did you wait for? I don't... Telling I, me four or five years ago something happened, like, there's not even... 
how could you even corroborate that? Like, why even bring it up now if if there's no way to prove it happened or not? If you had did it that night, guess what? It would have been more compelling to me. But to hear years later that one time you went to on you was on tour and you slept in the bed with him, but you slept with all your clothes on because you know how big it's gonna be. I'm like, what? What, what is that been going? Let, mm-hmm. let me tell you something, and this is just gonna be me being me. But if I'm sleeping in the bed with Common, I'm taking off every bit of everything. Clothes. <laughs> he ain't gonna have to wake up trying to put his dick in my mouth. He gonna wake up with his dick in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, because that's what it's gonna be. Now I understand. I don't even like them Chipotle bag looking niggas, but Common Common can get it. Not Chipotle bag looking niggas. <laughs> Common can get it, baby. At, 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 at any Look, if it time, don't work with Tiff, bro, I'm yours. Hmm. Me sharing that nigga. I'm just going to let you know. Um, That's nasty, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to what everybody's talking about this week. Um, Meg and um, our good sis Cardi B uh, put out a song. Put out a song. Okay. There's just... some holes in this house. <laughs> Thank you for the fucking Chicago Talk reference. Because... Got that wet ass I, feel, I, feel, I personally feel like that, that was a nod to Chicago, so thank you because that is some very vintage house Chicago music that we all used to juke to back in the 90s. And if you don't believe me, look it up on Apple Music. But um, I, everybody's issue with it was three things. Excuse me. Uh, Kylie Jenner is in the video. And Kylie Jenner is walking down the damn hallway. Which, to be honest with you, when I saw her in the video, I was like, damn, she looks good. She looks really Look, good. I don't know where she paid to get her booty from. But it had like a little jibble on it. Like, she paid good money for that. Here's my thing. Was it innocuous and unnecessary for Kylie to appear in the video? Yeah. Well, you know, you know Kylie and um, Kylie Nick. and Daddy... And Offset, you know, they fuck with each, you know what I'm saying? They 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 buddies or whatever. And she, um, apparently Kylie had sent like culture, um, which God bless her, she's fucking cute. Um she apparently she sent culture like a whole bunch of shit, you know, when she was when culture was for the baby shower, and so they've been cool, like it wasn't no big thing, and you know. Now I, I don't know why people made it as big of a deal as they did. Like, there's literally a fucking petition being cir- circulated. <coughs> yes, I signed it <coughs> about oh taking her out the video. I only signed it because I thought it was fine. Let me just, I just thought it. Was fine. I, I just didn't. I don't think it's necessary. And then on top of that, they like it's all well. She getting all this hype because she walked down the um. All she did was walk down the fucking hallway. But Normandy, which Normandy ass. That bitch is the business. She gave her full dance routine a fucking ten, bitch. She get, she turned shout that bitch out. up. Look, shout out for y'all for throwing Sukiyana ass in the video. I love yes! Suki. I, I love Suki. Suki. Like everybody was talking about Kylie. I'm like, let Kylie have her ten seconds. They put Sukiyana in the video, and I love Suki. Suki is coming up. I fucking love that bitch because she is over the top, extra, and. Fabulous. I fucking love her. I Shout love her. Shout out to Suki. Oh, man. Look, I almost subscribed to her OnlyFans just so she could have some more money in her pocket, but I wasn't trying to fall down that rabbit hole. 
Yes, mm, a rabbit not, hole, look, not until I get back to work good and can and comfortably add a new subscription to my bill package. I, I just feel like everybody's kind of focusing on the wrong thing, especially with Kylie Jenner. I think like, okay, so y'all are trying to make this like a black and white thing again. This, everything doesn't have to be a Black Lives Matter thing. It doesn't. I don't think that was the thing. I just think people, after what happened to Meg with her getting shot in the foot at Kylie's, that people are like, what the fuck is she doing there? But y'all have to understand, I'm pretty sure this was a film before Meg got shot in the foot. Like, real talk. <laughs> and, on, and on top of that, just because she was at Kylie's house doesn't mean that Kylie shot her in the foot. We nah, know I was that little tiny ass nigga. <laughs> Tory Lance, I hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. When I saw his um, uh, mug shot and that nigga's like 5'2", how, Sway? How did you let somebody that little shoot you in the foot? First off, it's probably all he can reach because let's keep it He's tiny. But still, you gonna let that little nigga draw on you? Because I feel like Meg's like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, or something like that. Okay, Captain Whitney and good shit. Man, let me tell you. Uh, Look, that- they made me second-guess my, my heterosexuality multiple times in that video. Oh, that yeah. scene where they dancing with the background dancers and Meg got on lime green and Carter got on the, on, I think it's yellow. With that yeah. You dance, we, mm-hmm. they could have. I would have. You know, if y'all listen to D the Dom's podcast when we was on there, you would know that I I can't I can't, but I I, I, I seriously considered it again. Sorry. Shout, shout out to the good homie D the Dom at Fifty Shades of Play. Um, he he should be on in the next two weeks for you guys. Just a heads up. I gotta talk to him and confirm it, but I'm already knowing that he down because you know, what is that? That's the homie. Hey D. Um. Let's get to this mess because yeah. What are we starting with? What are we starting with? Um, we're gonna start with uh, Love at the Lockup, season five, episode four. Sorry, season three, episode four. Liar, liar. That damn popsicle was potent. Um, I see. Oh God, mercy! You want to take this in the order they appeared in this episode, or do you want to just go at random? Um, you know, we can go at random, and I can check off. That's fine. Okay. Um, who do you who want you to start, start with? with? <laughs> who Look, was... Let's just get them out the way real quick. Quaylon and Chevrolet. Yeah, Caprice. So, uh, Quay and Quay Senior trying to get on my nerves, but uh, Quaylon is being released. Uh, Chevelle and Quay Senior are waiting at the gate for him as he's released. Uh, Chevelle is concerned that Quaylon hasn't told her everything because he told his mom that he was moving to Houston with her after release. Um, no, it didn't. That was really all we got from them. Really, that's all we got from him. He just he came out and mama, mama was so excited. It looked like she wanted to take flight. Like her legs were moving faster than the rest of her body to get to her baby. And I knew in that moment, girl... You better pack your shit because he's going with mom. Yeah, I just feel like that that's going to be an inevitable situation. Pack up your daughter, you know, and go on ahead and go get the dick. Now, for me personally, you better try that dick out before you leave uh, Kansas City. And look, you got to give him a couple of weeks because he's been locked down for 12 years. You're going to get some three-minute dick for a while. I mean, it's just, but, but, but yeah, I mean, we know motherfuckers that have had years of three-minute dick. So maybe that ain't, you know what I'm saying, necessarily that move. However, I think I did say for be, a little while. 
I yeah, I think he's gonna get used to 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 slaying the dick. That wet and gushy. No, you, it's not wet and gushy. It's wet ass pussy. Let's just say it, okay, girl. Can I just say <laughs> to all y'all hoes out here that's been complaining about WAP? It's one thing to say it once, but when I have to go to the social medias and every day, every day you complaining about WAP, it has convinced me wholly and fully that you gotta die. All right. Mm. And there's this creams. Go see your gynecologist. Don't be a hater just because your pussy dry. Don't be a hater. Christiana, I don't uh, have a problem now. Christiana and John. Um, I'm I'm moving on because I should, I'm not gonna get wrapped up in her bullshit. Bitch, um, I was so surprised. I thought she was gonna back out that thing, and she said, Bye. "Yeah, Christiana <laughs> and John." are about to tie the knot. They have eight minutes to get it done, and Christiana is concerned that she can't do it. John says that even though he's been married four times, which is really three because he got married to one person twice, um, has never um, had a native ceremony. Um, After tying the knot, uh, they are actually 30 minutes behind, and he is literally speed racing to get her there on time. Um, she actually calls her mom on the way to the halfway house. Um, her mom's name is Tammy. Uh, she puts her mom on the phone. Um, she's been to prison. She's been to prison. Oh boy. She's been to prison eight (laughs) times in the last 14 years. Um, they are, um, about five minutes to deadline, but they're like 30 minutes away at this point. Um, and she's been to this particular halfway, halfway house. Four times. They're an hour late. What are your thoughts? Well, she said, Mom, I just got married. And she said, Oh boy. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> stop doing that to your mama. Just stop. You just stop. You over here with Chief Divorce a lot. And you trying to marry you number five. I can't do this. I cannot. I ain't got none for them. Cool, I do got a little something for is Chandra and Tyrice. Okay, yes. Uh, Shander and Ty Rice. Um, so, Rice meet up, well, Ty meet up with his family uh, for a social gathering two days before Shandra's uh, release. Reggie asks um, about Sandra and the relationship um, and the relationship. Little Tyrese, um, Ty Rice, excuse me, joins the convo. Uh, the, he, her race is brought up. His daughter, Tyresha, which I just want to stop there and say, that right there is some Chicago, is some Chicago shit. Just uh, wait, don't tell me her name, Tyresha. I didn't catch it because I was. Yes, her name is Tyresha. Uh, little Ty doesn't trust her because she because he's old and she's twenty eight. Senior says that the kids shouldn't worry about it as long as they, as long as his bills are paid and they not paying them. Um, the it gets back to Ty Senior goes to Lover's Lane to get Chandra some lingerie. Uh, he's never Bitch. had sex with her, um, but he knows the sex is going to be good. She told he, she told him that the very first thing she wants to do is get out of prison underwear. Um, Bitch, when he said, I want to get out of them underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and was in the Victoria's Secret or the Lover's Lane? Yeah, that, that was, was Lover's Lane. Lane. It was Lover's Lane. They showed the thing, too. So it was definitely and, Lover's um, Lane. He held up them little tiny panties. I was like, no, bro. You gotta go over to the queen side, so, yeah. Because I know she, I know she's white. Because she got a mama, mama got ass on, huh, honey? 
You don't have to go over there and get her extra large or something. Man, ooh, look, they, 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 all that ass ain't gonna fit in them damn little bitty ass drawers. Um, sugar, you know, sugar baby. What struck me as what struck me in the conversation that he was having with his kids and his cousin, I believe his cousin's name is Rodney, I believe. No, Reggie, excuse me. Um, was that they're very concerned for him in a very Chicagoan way. They throw in these shady ass shots, hmm. but they are really concerned for him because they're asking like, him she's questions. She's the same age as his son. Yeah, she's older than your daughter. Like they're asking, they're asking him questions that he needs to have a really good answer to, and he doesn't have an answer to them. He's only been dating this girl for two months. Two months. Meanwhile, his cousin is like, huh, "You remember Hugh Hefner?" <laughs> yes, sir. We remember Hugh Hefner. I'm sorry. Hugh Hef- Hefner. 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 Remember Hugh Hefner? <laughs> I'm just like, if that ain't the uncle the juniorist answer to a question. Lord have Hugh mercy. <laughs> Come on now, sir. Please. I hate you, Chicago niggas, because this is the content that y'all give us. Okay? And 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 we have to laugh at it because we I know somebody that's like Ty Rice. Ty Rice and the sugar baby. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Um, let's get the sky. You know you ain't shit when your name is your nickname. Ty Rice. <laughs> Ty Rice and the sugar baby. That's what the daughter called her, sugar baby. Let's talk about Scott, because this bothered me. Oh boy, this bothered me. So uh, Scott is at the airport awaiting Lindsay's arrival. Um, he, she never deboards the plane. He's worried about her, and he's asking the pilot about what happened. She can't. She can't call him. He hasn't had any communication with her. Um, he can't find out anything because he can't get any any information over the phone until two p.m. Sorry, from six a.m. to two p.m. the next day. She's not. She. He says that he hopes that she's not pulling a scam on him. Um, and he has to basically figure out and kind of wait um, to find out what's going on. He's still at the airport, and um, he calls Brenda, which is Lindsay's mom, and tells her what happened. And him and Lee, him and Leroy, the limo driver, um, come hmm. in, and 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 Leroy basically we befriends him. And Larry and Scott just eat the dinner, and Larry asks if it's not a scam. What are your thoughts? First off, I think this was the first episode that I really got to like zero in on Scott. Okay, and that upper lip was just—it was bothering me. <laughs> I couldn't figure out where I'd seen it before. He has a clip. That's a clip. That motherfucker looks just like Mr. Peabody. Okay. Just um. like Mr. Peabody. So I, I, I have dubbed him Mr. Peabody and the Mississippi meth head, if she's real or not. You know, because at this point, well, we know she's real because they've they've shown her in jail on the phone call. Yeah, we know she's real. Grandma didn't seem too surprised. When he said she was missing, she just hit him with a "Oh dear!" Like she done scammed another one. Yeah. But yeah. like, what did you really expect, sir? Why would you move your whole life from where you were to Mississippi mm-hmm. for a woman you've never seen? I just don't see it for um, the relationship in general because I feel like 
she was locked up in a California um, institution. And if he had the money to move from New York to a uh, small town, Mississippi, he could have got his ass on the plane and went to go see her. I think but that, he ain't really got the money though. He really ain't got Last the money. Last episode, his car got the car. He really ain't got the money. And and to be honest with you, he outbanned all this old frivolous shit. He spent so much money on her that that's the reason he doesn't have the money to even go see her. If it were me and I was in his situation, which I would never be, so you ain't gotta worry. Um, I would have went to go get her. I would have been standing at the at the at the gate. I when she got out, and her. we would have took all the flights together. It, it wouldn't have been no, it wouldn't have been no, give her time to go somewhere else kind of situation. Period. Because now you done to a flight to Atlanta. Did he go to Atlanta to meet her? No. Um. So no, she laid over in Atlanta. She, was be supposed to be on a flight from Atlanta. Yeah. So it. Uh, so Which didn't make there sense was a, to me, but I'm not even. So there was. So there was a no. We that's that's last. Um. So there's the way it works is um, if she was in L.A. County or they probably took her to L.A. County to end up going getting on an LAX. LAX and Atlanta are both Delta hubs. So she probably took a Delta flight. I noticed that in the video there was a Delta connection flight that took her from Atlanta to a uh, small town, Mississippi, which that's what it's going to be. Those smaller towns, those smaller airports, they don't have the, the room for those huge airplanes. So they have to be the smaller planes. Um, either way, um, that's probably was her flight recourse. But you let her lay over in Atlanta. Hmm. I don't know that hmm. I would have been able to resist staying in Atlanta. But also, hmm. the thing about it for me was, too, you know she ain't got no phone. You know she has no way to contact you. You know she doesn't have any way to contact anybody as far as you know. You don't know how many other motherfuckers she's scamming. You was just willing to put your shit out there because you wanted to be on TV. Fine. Here's the thing. You scamming them? Like, why would you involve your child in that? Mm, I didn't like it. I, I, I don't see it for that either. I think you're absolutely right. I don't, th- I don't know how this is going to turn out, but Let's get to Jessica and Maurice before we get to the main shit kicker of the episode. Oh, please. Um, <clears throat> Jessica, Jessica and Maurice. Jessica and Maurice. Um, let me go back. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. It's all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. I got it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was looking for it and you just, just give me two seconds. I'm sorry. I got it. Um, Jessica and Maurice are going to see his parole officer. He's paroled to LA County, um, but he plans to leave. He plans to tell them that he has nowhere to go and that his wife lives in, in Vegas. And hopefully they will transfer his parole to Nevada. Maurice explains that he um, was raised by his mom, him and his sister. He had a daughter. She's nine. He saw her grow up via pictures people he grew up with passed away young due to the community and the situation beyond their control. He thinks that LA is trouble and he is on strike too. California has a three strike rule. Any trouble, he, if he gets in any trouble, he is in the system for life. So, when they go to the parole um, 
office. They basically deny his request. Well, they didn't deny it. It's still pending um, for him to go to Vegas. He thinks it's bullshit. He calls his aunt. She's saying, don't you do nothing fucking stupid. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I don't understand what he's upset about. You got out of jail yesterday. You go to the PO office and they put the transfer in, but they let you know it takes about two months for us to send it out for it to get processed and processed back out to us. Mm -hmm. What are you upset about? I think that he thinks that things are supposed to happen when he says they're supposed to happen. And I think that he ought know better because you've been in prison for how long and nothing has gone the way you have wanted it to go when you have wanted it to happen. So then you're talking about you watched your daughter grow up through pictures, but you're trying to leave L.A. and go to Vegas. Is she part of that equation or is it just fuck her for the butterface baddie? I don't know. I don't really like this nigga. OB and his overbite. Yes, OB means overbite. Um, <laughs> if I got nothing. I got nothing for him. Like He's just like the most tragic individual on the whole show. Because he's still got that young-minded, magical thinking that everything's just going to be the way that he expects it to be. Like, right now, you're trying to get the girl to take you to Vegas. Nigga. I, I feel like... Even, you're on a TV you're show. You're on a TV show, and California is... is a three-strike rule state. It doesn't matter what you do. It's and you want to discuss leaving the state? On camera. On camera. You stupid. I'm telling you, man, it is a bad case of niggas be nigga-ing out here in these streets nowadays. And he has caught the virus and it's like the coronas. And, you know, I hope that somewhere in that young ass mind of his he gets it together because if he leaves and jumps his parole and goes to Nevada on national television he will be locked up for the rest of his life the only thing that's really keeping him in a in a sort of good mind state is that his wife thank God Butterface Daddy is like look we're not leaving the state of California with you period it's just not gonna happen and even if he get locked back up, at least he already know he's still getting some pussy because they married. And in the state of California, Maybe. right? And in the state of California, they do allow conjugal visit. But you know, if he keep fucking, but when around, you do dumb shit and get your yeah, visit taken away from you, you don't get no pussy for years. I don't know. I <sighs> I, I think I think you're right in the, in the, in the regards of he young, dumb, and full of cum. He sure the fuck is. Because he's been saving it up for two months. Two years. Two years. Two years. No, no, he told her he's been saving up for two months. I remember what he said. He said a month. Well, that's right, because he he didn't jack off for two months, but they haven't had sex in two years because he got his visits taken away. Oh, shit. Girl, you stupid. And for our last couple, Mr. Mysterio and the Disappearing Woman. Yes, Destiny and Sean are returning from... (laughs) I've been working on this. (laughs) Destiny and Sean are returning from... uh, him picking and picking her up from jail. I'm sorry, my handwriting was weird last night. Um, mama and, and they're going to go meet her mama's sister over lunch. Th- Sean still hasn't told her his truth. 
Destiny, her mom, explains that um, Denise, excuse me, her mom explains that Destiny was her hardest child. She got angry with um, the way with things that she did. They talked about Hooch, you know, while they were sitting at the table. Mom doesn't know Sean and doesn't know if Sean will be able to keep her out of jail. Denise gets the chance to ask Sean about his um, his motives and his intent. Um, she thought he only had two kids, but um, as he's being questioned by Destiny's mom, he told Destiny he told her he to- he says that he told Destiny he only had two kids instead of six because he didn't know if she would t- how she would take it. He's hoping for marriage. Denise and her sister are having a conversation. Sorry, Destiny and her sister are having a conversation. She doesn't want to settle down and she kind of wants to do what she wants to do at her at her age. He says he's 45. She thought he was really 36. And at the end, she asks how many kids does he really have? What are your thoughts? Uh, Jesus. I mean, I've always been skeptical about Sean. Me too. Like, he was always a little weird to me. The way he did his baby mama was a little weird. Them struggle tacos in the hotel was a little weird. Even the cat in that episode <laughs> shamed the shit out of Sean. It was at that moment that I knew we were dealing with a weirdo. For some odd reason, she thinks he's all about her and that he loves her and it feels natural to be with him, even though you fresh out of jail, ma. How is it natural for you to do anything right now? I, neither way. I, he, neither here nor there. Uh-huh. I, what did mean is when he said that she was abusive, that she slapped him in the car. And I'm looking like, yeah, she looked like the type that might beat in the gas. <laughs> but when her mama said, it could almost be called elder abuse. <laughs> I look, ma'am, Miss Denise, you have a permanent <laughs> speech. Right here next to me on the train of Shady Shack. Because that was the shady shit I hadn't heard on this shit in a long time. Just could call it elder abuse. I, what? I literally had to pause it and rewind and watch that one more time. Because I didn't think I heard I that right. I, I did that was the best part of the whole episode. Lord the whole episode. When she said elder abuse, I said, oh. I slid oh, down my bed. I dropped my phone. I dropped my stylus. Everything. I mean, hilarious, ma'am. You make the episode for me. I thought Ty Rice and them underwear had did it for me, <laughs> but no bitch, no bitch. Was that your shout out for the abuse? Was that your shout out? Yes, you can have it. Yes, that was it. Um, well, mine is also mine is definitely gonna have to be the um the sales lady at the lover's lane. She took me out because <laughs> the way he was trying to explain to her that she was getting she was coming home and she just kept going in a very Chicago white woman fashion said, Well, oh, where's she coming home from? <laughs> I can't wait for him to tell this bitch to come home. I can't wait for he said. But when he said, oh, well, you know, she's she been down for a few months. I said, this nigga. <laughs> God damn it. I would like to get to know if I could be <laughs> the one that you could simply be down for. Oh, 
my hell. I died. I, I died. I fucking screamed. And that was one of those little mini clips they put in between the commercials. Absolutely. To see if we paying attention. And in that, I, oh my God, I, listen. I'm going to get out them granite panties and put it in some underwire. Underwire. The underwire. The underwire. The underwire. And un, I got to figure out how to spell that. The underwire. Underwire. <laughs> the underwire and um, elder abuse. I, you know, just throw the damn. That's the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> underwire and elder abuse. I can't. I'm sick of you motherfuckers. Ay, ay, ay. Um, do you have any altar calls for Love at the Lockup? Or do you want to say I don't. Me? Okay. Perfect. Well, since there are no altar calls or anything close to the pastor's office for Love at the Lockup, um, we're going to take a really quick break. And we will be back. <laughs> Lord have mercy. What I may destroy you. And we are back. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I missed that moment. I was looking for my notes, y'all. Um, it's season one, episode 10 of I May Destroy You, titled The Cause, The Cure. All right. Um... A lot of this shit kind of runs together, so we just don't, I'm just going to read it the way it comes, and we'll stop in between and do our thoughts. Young Bella and Nicholas, her brother, who is fine. Oh, man, he is fine. I was having a hard time concentrating. Uh, I'm talking about the older brother, not the younger brother. That's Okay, never mind. Okay. Young Bella and Nicholas are waiting for their father to bring McDonald's for them. Um, when he comes, she thinks that they're going to go to McDonald's and get the fries, but he instead brings them and says, maybe next time. He kind of leaves, he drops them off, you know, Bella eats the fries so quick that she throws up, even though her mama told, keep telling her to slow the fuck down. But then it fast forward to adult Bella. She's in her room brushing her teeth. Uh, she sees Simon's jacket. She gets a call from her dad during, while, while looking, eyeing the jacket and um, she asks if he's going to be at her mother's house for her birthday dinner, which he replies, yes. Harry shows up and is going over her lines with Ben while talking to her dad. She gets a knock on the door from Ben, uh, telling her that Terry's out there waiting on her as she's packing up Simon's jacket. While Terry is rehearsing for her role, Bella reminds her that it's her mom's birthday. They call her, wish her happy birthday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Terry kind of has this little monologue about her dad. Your thoughts? Um... <clears throat> I don't really... I don't G down for Terry. Not right now, though. Not really, period. Like, I think I've always kind of been on the fence. I never really liked her. I always liked Kwame, and she was aight. But now, like, I just don't G down for her. And I've been seeing some of the subtle, shady ways that she kind of interacts with Bella. So I really just feel like, girl, drop your dead weight. But she doesn't, like, because she's there. She's at the place. She's rehearsing her lines. And when she's like, yeah, her dad is going to be there, like, I understand, like, you're my best. If you're my best friend or whatnot, you might feel inclined to speak on my family or something like that. But not always, because sometimes it's just I'm happy because my dad is coming. And you can say, oh, girl, that's great. And keep it at that. <laughs> and <laughs> Terry don't have a moment. She no, just want to always have something to say. But your shit ain't good either like what they say in the bible people in glass houses hmm. baby your house is your house is glass glass it's glass 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 you can't throw no stones none whatsoever 
She didn't even get the shatterproof glass. I. Meanwhile, Kwame's I, at the gym. I, I think and that, he's working I, out. I just, and just, I'm just, liking the way his wait, muscles wait, 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 he's working just, out. Just real quick. Just real quick. I'm sorry. Um, before we move on. Um, the best friend thing that you had brought up. Um, you and I have been friends for a very, 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 very long time. And there are just things like when you tell me, I just let you vent. And then you have to know when I'm saying something just for you, like not to reply or have an opinion. And I think that Terry misses that mark every single time. It, I don't think it has anything to do with, um, I don't think that she does it intentionally, but I think that uh, Terry has this thing about making it about her a lot, which is disheartening. But continue with Kwame. I'm sorry. I done lost my train of thought. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, you was about to move on. I was like, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kwame's at the gym. He gets a DM on Grinder. Yeah. His hey big head text. <laughs> and it seems like he is just <laughs> running through randoms the whole like next five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Hey, big head. And like, that's all it took. Like, hey, big head, what you doing? Slide through. And he just kept sliding through. He's fucking all these random niggas off a of grinder. And I'm just like, Kwame, what is wrong? Hey, big head. You went from being sexually liberal Ooh. to wanting to fuck a woman because sex with men are safe. And now you just fucking every man that says, hey, big head. Like, what is wrong? Please stop saying, hey, big head. I'm so sick of you. <laughs> oh, God. Then they flash back to I don't know what Bella it took me out at the did. apartment. And um, oh. <clears throat> Bella's kind of telling Ben oh, that, man, that she's funny. been going back to the club that she got, had her incident at where she was raped. She, her drink was spiked. And Terry says something to the fact of, I wasn't the one spiked there, so it means nothing to me. Like, who the fuck are you? So, yeah. What do you mean it means nothing to you? I'm supposed to be your friend, and I'm trying to work through this tragedy, this event that happened in my life. And instead of you being supportive, you're going to hit me with a, you don't want to have to keep going there because it means nothing to you. Yeah, so I dropped the deal. Wait, so them whack ass lines mean nothing to me, but I'm she was still sitting there supporting you. So, um, here's here's a bit of what I wrote. I was trying to stay very impartial while writing this, so just bear with me. Bella agrees to take Terry to her audition while Bella's reading a book. Terry asks if Bella's going to start writing. Bella says she's on a break. Terry um, Terry points out that if she's not writing, she's not getting paid. Bella turns to Ben and asks if he could cover the rent. 
Terry asks, how is not writing helping her to write? Bella says she doesn't really know, but she says her therapist told her, you know, to kind of give it a break for a bit. Terry asks if it's help, uh, healthy for her to keep going to the bar that she got raped at Thursday through Saturday. And Bella says, if you're not, if you're not comfortable with going, you don't have to. Terry says it's not about that. That's what happened at the that what happened at the bar to Bella and happened to Bella at the bar. And Terry doesn't think it's healthy for her to keep going back to relive it. Bella ignores her. And Ben says she's not pulling anything from her vape pen. Now, I that that's why I got that's what I got out of it. To be honest with you, sometimes you gotta ignore that fuck ass shit. Because Terry's coming down on Bella's way too hard. I, you're you're right. You don't get to tell Bella how to how to cope with her experience. And I think that Terry is trying to push Bella to cope with it the way Terry wants her to cope with it. I. I think Terry wants her to be typical Bella and be over it so that she doesn't have to constantly feel guilty about telling Simon it was okay to leave her or not coming to get her herself on the night that her drink was spiked and she was raped. Moving on, because let's get to this shit. So, Bella goes to see Simon to give him his coat back. And while she's with him, she actually asked him, was he mad with her? Mm -hmm. Which I found alarming because what did you do to him? He then turned, he said, nah, nothing like that. And asked her, was she mad with him? And she was honest and said, you know, sometimes, yeah, I am. I, I am mad with you. I just felt like you would have been my friend and you would have been there for me. Mm. And then Simon apologized for leaving her. He said, if I hadn't left you, this shit probably wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And then and he, he said, offered the role of joint. And then he said, technically, she's right. I did. Which I don't, Bella didn't pick that up. Bella did not pick that up. He offers to roll a joint and he basically spills the whole tea on tea. Yeah, he did. Um, He tells he said, her that he said, I called. I'd called her and I asked her if it was he, okay he said, he, to leave you. He said, and she. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He said, and I quote, because I wrote it down verbatim because I wanted to remember this. He said, I'm glad she told you. Um, it's uh, Half of it's my L when she said, my half of it's my L. She said, she she's the one who gave me approval to leave. She said, she's the one who forced me to lie and say I walked you home. See, she's the one who forced me to lie and say I walked you home. But that's when Bella finally picks it up and is like, "What are you? What are you saying? What are you talking about?" 
And that's when she he realizes that Terry didn't tell Bella what really happened. What are your thoughts? I feel bad for Bella because at this point she really does think that Terry is her friend and she's trying to be there for her while she navigates through this moment and reclaiming her life and getting back to I don't even know if it's going to be normal but creating her new normal where she gets to be fine and comfortable and function in her life but now Simon has made it very clear that at least in one moment, and by now she should have noticed a couple of other moments, mm-hmm. Terry isn't as there for you as Terry likes to pretend she is. Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't benefit her or if it's not how she would want it, she'll leave you hanging. And your real friend ain't going to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. Real friends should have put her <clears throat> in an Uber and sent her home. I don't even see it for Simon even consulting Terry uh, as to what uh, he should have done. I think that he knew how fucked up she was. He was there in the moment. And I, I while I, I'm not putting the blame on him, I think that he also is kind of, he, he called Terry to kind of transfer some of the blame to someone else so that he wouldn't take the full fall. Um, but either way, this, this shit still wasn't right. I think um, that in regards to, you know, you already knew what the fuck it was. You should have put her ass in the Uber and gone home. And, 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 then, and then you go do whatever the fuck it is that you're going to do. Absolutely. But the way he spilled the tea was very um, passive until she um, realizes what he's saying. I, I, I didn't see him take any ownership in it. Not No, he started to and then he kind of passed it off on Terry. Like, I had one wrong, but she had two. Mm, nah. No, no, that was all wrong. The he was actually more wrong. wrong because you were right there. Yeah, you could have put it in an Uber and sent her home. Yeah, it, it, that was very disappointing. Um, if anything, you should have called Ben because it looks like Ben is her only solid friend. I mean, you paying her rent? She'll pay him back when she starts back writing and get some money. But thank God, the fact that that's single handedly like the one person that she can rely on. Week to week is Ben. Mm. But y'all been her friends since elementary school. But she's also not really leaning on Kwame the way she was the way I believe that she should. Because remember when Kwame's in the gym and he picks up his phone, it's a picture of Bella and him on his screensaver. I believe that Kwame loves her to, you know, hell and back. But I don't think that she leaning on Kwame because I think that Terry's taking up so much of her time. 
I don't even, I can't even be sure of Terry's motives at this point. I don't know if you're taking up so much of her time because you're really concerned and you really want to be a good friend or if you're just trying to cover your own. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, allergy season. Ooh, I'm sorry. I think you're right. Um, Jesus. Um, it's not, it, for me, it's coming down to, are, are are you are you are you really that somebody that's a friend? Are you? Because it sure ain't looking like it. Like it. I mean, I think that friends go through multi- a multitude of uh, situations in each other's lives, and I think that the way it's handled um, will determine the next phase of friendship. Um, I think Terry is really trying to trying her hardest to convert the situation so that at the end of the day, she's not she doesn't feel bad for what she said that particular night. But I also feel like if she would have just came by and told if everybody would have told the truth from the beginning, then I don't think that Bella would be in the state that she's in. Maybe not. Um, let's get to Mama's dinner. Mm-hmm. You want me to? You got it. You can. Um. All right. Cause girl, we get to Aunt Lorraine, 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 Girl, I don't know why I kept Leonora. Leonora. I kept calling her Auntie Corona because Mama is toxic. But um. Bella, Nick, and Mom are in the kitchen. They're preparing his birthday dinner. As they're taking a break, you know, Bella ignores a call from Terry for the obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, she's having a conversation with Nick about his girlfriend. his girlfriend and the breakup, and then there's a knock on the door. Bella immediately jumps up, and she's like, oh, my God, there's Dad. And it turns out to be Aunt Lenora, but Bella doesn't recall who she is. So he flashes back to Bella and Nick's childhood where Lenora stops by after uh, the dad was supposed to bring take them, bring them something to eat, but he never showed. Lenora shows up and is talking to the mom to to their mom in in what is their native language? Yerby or I can't remember what the mm-hmm. name Yerby, I think it is. And um she's like, he's no good, da da da. And mom's like, hey yo, not in front of my kids, bro. So um, as they're waiting for dad to arrive, it flashes back to the, the present time. He's late. He finally arrives. He's And they're telling the story about da- their dad's house and when it got robbed because she left the window open and he solely blames her. Hmm. But the reason why she left the window open was because when she broke into the house to change her clothes because she was trying to talk to them cute niggas on the bridge, um, when she got into the house, Lenora is there. Lenora is there. And she's standing there in her daily t-shirt. And it catches her so off guard because she goes into the room and it's panties on the heater and shit and all kinds of things. It's like, what the fuck is this? She comes back out. There's a car that passed by while she was breaking the window. 
That car is now parked, watching her come out the window. But her dad shows up in the. Oh, I, it, it, that was orange. I don't give a fuck what he said. That was orange. Um, his orange Toyota, and you know she leaves, and Terry's kind of trying to get Bella to say what happened, but Bella never says it. What are your thoughts? Um. I had a hard time with that one because when she first sees Lenora standing at the top of the stairs in Daddy's T-shirt, I'm just like, "Who's that lady?" I know that's not Auntie Lenora, because mm-hmm. if I'm calling you Auntie, you must be pretty close to my mom, right? Mm-hmm. So why would you be here in a T-shirt in my daddy house when my daddy not here in one of his shirts and your panties are drying on the radio? You fucking your friend's man. Like, I could never. And I mean, never. 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 But there's certain things you don't do. And I take that shit pretty seriously. You don't violate the code. I'm not going to fuck nobody's man, especially somebody I know. I, look, I don't want to be nobody's side bitch, period. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'm going to do is knowingly be the side bitch, and then knowingly be the side bitch to my friend's man. Like, them is all knows in my, in my book. I couldn't. Mm-mm. No. And not only the friend's man, but you going and talking about this nigga, how he ain't shit to her and you know, all this whole other fuck shit, but you fucking him. So you know he got kids with your friend. Here's my thing. Okay. You again, you're right. There is nobody that can say that they fucked with Shay and or anybody that are in my close circle. And I find out about it. When I find out about it, it's over between us. You know why? Because that's nasty. I, I personally feel like there is an unspoken rule that you don't fuck with your friends' exes and your friends don't fuck with your exes. Period. We just had this. Some of my other friends and I, or some of my other sisters and I, we was we was doing our uh daily early walk, early morning walk, and we were talking about it. And it was like, look, if you know that you know, what I'm saying such and such is fuck used to fuck with such and such, then you don't mess with that person. It doesn't matter who it is. And I think in this moment, Bella had to kind of come to terms in her young mind. That mommy's not the only one. Which is a hard thing to deal with. In that scene, when Bella left and Terry was trying to get her to talk, who was sitting across the street in the car? Was that her mama? No, the, the people that were sitting across the street was the niggas that robbed him. Remember? Okay. Um, but he blamed her. But he blames Terry. He blames Bella. Even though he came home at that time and Auntie Lenora was there, so she knew the door was, the window was unlocked. Why she ain't locked that fucking window? I don't know. Because I guess that would be her. If she would locked it, he would have known that Bella came to it, I guess. And then that means Bella done seen her, Bella knows. But Bella does what Bella always does, and she put that memory in the back mind. of her mind, mm-hmm. in the black box, or like last week's episode, under her bed, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. To the point in which, 
when she sees Auntie Lenora, she doesn't even know who she, she, didn't know she, she can't was. even recall who that is mm-hmm. because she put all memory of her in that black box to not be discovered. However, Mama knew. She knew that was her father's plaything. Because mm-hmm, that was the same thing. That was the very next thing she said in the very next scene. When... She said, baby, bye. I'm sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was. I'm silver and sexy. She was. <laughs> she was. She is. And then, you know, of course, uh, we get the scene. Of course, in that scene, we wish Bella doesn't go through the whole story because we already know it. But she tells her mom about the rape. No. Yes. Um, and I feel like that's going to be another sense of Bella reclaiming herself mm-hmm. because sometimes all you need is your person in their bosom to hear your problems and to know that somebody loves you and everything's going to be all right. You know, I think you're right in, that situ- in this instance because your bosom has definitely blessed me uh, <laughs> in my times of need. I'm just, no, because we've been friends for a long time, you know. So I, I understand the reference because, I mean, I, everybody knows that the relationship with my mother has not been, you know, the best. But I've always needed someone to kind of have my back. And, you know, of course, you've been my person, you know, and then my family person, of course, is always going to be Tyra, which shout out to her. Um, and, you know, I have oh, other people Joe that Jackson. I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> She love you with an iron fist, baby. I love Tara. <laughs> she has brought me some gems. Look, these corona times have been hard. Like people, I've been having a hard time with the coronavirus. I'm starting to get a little stir crazy. I'm so glad we went to Jake Show Sunday because seeing something outside of my neighborhood was just so refreshing. They could have stood there and be like, "Look, look, we ain't putting on no show." I'd have been just as happy because I got outside. Who? <clears throat> And you didn't have to drive your car. Okay, let's get back to the amen, rest of this. Amen, let's, amen, amen. Let's get back to the rest of this. All right. Let's finish it up. Let's finish it up. Kwame goes on a date with Tyrone. He goes to his house. Tyrone makes dinner. Loki, that, 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 that plate looked fine. Look, I don't know what his problem was. Because when he offered him that plate, I was like, damn, you about to feed me before you fuck me? Look at God. What it is? What did I say? If I wasn't even if I were not hungry. I'd have ate the plate. Yeah, man. Because it looked good. I would have sat and down and ate them. I'd have let you get a few bites first because I did meet you off grinder. You're a stranger. You're not going to build Cosby. Me and give me no quaaludes and I wake up with oh. your dick in my ear. Shout out to Carmen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let me... Kwame thinks that he's just there for sex. He says that they can explore being sexual another day. Uh, sorry. Uh, Tyrone says that they can explore being sexual another day. To which Kwame responds, why didn't you, why did you make me come all the way over here? Um, you know, and, and, and Tyrone basically is like, you know, I liked your pictures. Like, well, I, why, what, there's another thing that happens? Yeah, I thought you was cute, bro, but I'm not about to drop the draws. So when Kwame goes, because when Kwame goes. You're not about to get the wad. You're not, not, not going to get the wad or the wad just yet. Now, um, Kwame is like, look, or he tries to kiss him. Tyrone pulls away. And Kwame gets mad mad. And he... Because that's all Kwame that's offers all, that's all Kwame This nigga knows. is saying, sit down, get to know me, eat. And he's like, well... Let's break bread. Yeah, because... And he's Kwame's like, like, no, I met you off grinder. You not know what that is for? 
and he like, you know, it th- I thought it was to have fun. And he like, what the fuck you mean? I'm be supposed to be fucking. That's fun. And he's like, so having a mojito is weirder than having instant is weirder than having instant fucking. I'm just confused. I felt him in that moment, personally. Anyway, sorry. Um he reminds Kwame that there's other things in life than to fucking. do. To do than fucking. Even when it's fun. When it, oh, yes, it is. And when, and when it sits with Kwame for a bit, when Kwame turned around and asked him for a hug, how oh, did I you feel? Cried. I could have cried. It was just so chilling because I'm like, wait, Kwame's asking for intimacy without sex? Yikes. <sighs> Yikes. And then the way he hugged, like he went and like he looked in his eyes, like he wanted him to know, like, like he wanted to connect with him and the, just brought yeah, him the, in so gently, gently. and like uh, right with the back of his head. This man has offered you all parts of his body with nothing in return. And you told him you didn't want that. You wanted something deeper. And even though he would they put it on the table and you could have been like, look, bro, eat the plate and we'll fuck. You did none of that. And you offered him the security and the um, safety that he needed in that moment and the ability to be vulnerable and experience true intimacy. Something that I feel like in the beginning of the season he used to do with Bella, Mm -hmm. but with them both going down their own trajectories with their own sexual assault, they have lost that connection with each other. Mm -hmm. And so being able to find that outside of Bella with somebody who wants nothing from you other than just your time, that was chilling. I thought that it was I thought it was enlightening to watch. I thought that um, you can kind of see uh, you can kind of see Kwame kind of working through some of the issues that he was having in that moment. Because he was so furious at this man that Tyrone didn't want to have sex. And it was it was so bewildering to him that this is not what we're doing. And then as he worked through the issue of intimacy and what it really is, because fucking is not it's not always intimate. It's just not. It's not. Um, and as he's working through that, okay, so he really don't want to have sex with me. He just want me to like drink this mojito. Which lucky that mojito looked fine. But I mean, he gave him a fantastic spread. I mean, and he was cute too. You know what? Before you take it, that's my shout out. He's my shout out for the episode. It's, it's that that damn top on. Because I'm calling him. He gonna come over, come on over here and help me pack this shit. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, when when, when I call Tyrone, I'm not gonna use your phone. I'm gonna use mine. But I always call Tyrone. In this instance, Tyrone's the good guy. Tyrone's the Tyrone. Tyrone. Tell Hell him, yeah. come on, help you get your shit. I think you need to call Tyrone. Call. Hold on, hold on. But you can't use you my phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Ooh. getting tired of your shit. Terry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Listen, Tyrone's the good guy in this situation, and 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 I think that we might see him 
in the next few episodes. I want to see. I Tyrone. hope we see him. I think it would be refreshing and healthy for Kwame to have somebody that genuinely, outside of Bella, outside of his friends, like as a partner, genuinely wants more than what he can suck. Mm. Ooh, a bar. Um, that that was a bar. Uh, we get to the last scene because um, I, I can't even say nothing after that. That that was the bar. Um, Bella meets Terry at the bar. They ask about each other's day. Bella tells Terry that her dad showed up. Da da da. You know she gives Simon and she and she gave Simon his jacket back. Terry doesn't. Ooh. Terry never gives her eye contact and asks, "Well, how did that go? What do you say?" Bella immediately gets emotional. And said, and, and as Terry's saying she's sorry, Bella tells her that she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks her for being a good friend. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And if you do, She told she thanks for being a friend uh, for the past year, and then the scene flashes to earlier evening at the dinner uh, at the dinner table. Her dad asks her if she's okay after she told her mom, you know, what happened to her, but he doesn't know any of that. And basically, all she does is get up, asks if he wants some more food. She hugs him, gives him a kiss. She goes on back where she was sitting at. Mom looks like she wants to say something. Nick is looking very confused. But that whole thing, what do you think? I wanted Bella to put Terry in her place. And I think she wanted to. But in that moment when Terry didn't just fess up immediately, that she just didn't want to give her the energy anymore. You've been wonderful. Thank you for taking care of me when I couldn't take care of myself this past year. Your life, your birth is my birth. Your death is my death. Mm -hmm. But the way she said it. I felt like it was a means to an end. It's like you're killing me. Damn. You knew? You fucking knew. You knew I was that kind of way? And you told him to leave me? And if you had admitted it that next day, I probably wouldn't have been too mad. Girl, I told him that he could leave you. I thought you was just going to get in the Uber and get home. I had no idea it was as bad as it was. If you had came to me with that realness that next day, that next week, whenever, I probably could have got over it. But you don't let a whole year go past. Mind you, I'm off the eaves of you saying that you don't feel the ne- ne- feel it necessary to keep going with me to this bar every weekend because it had nothing to do with you. And you've been keeping a secret like this? 
It was too my big. My ace? My G? My G? Hell no. Nah, nigga. Remember, uh, we talked about this previously on the show. Remember that time you had a work function? The last work function you had when I had my knee surgery. And I couldn't go. The Christmas party. And you got you know, you had been mixing alcohol or whatever. Fucked you got up. fucked I was, up. I started with an amaretto sour and then I had me a vodka cranberry and then Mr. I ain't gonna say his name because I don't know if he alright with that. We just gonna call him Mr. B. Yeah, he got me yeah, yeah, cooked yeah. on them blue motherfuckers. Let yeah. me tell y'all. But Mr. B a is blue a blue cool motherfucker. motherfucker. Is just, a blue motherfucker is just a Long Island iced tea, but it's like the toppest of top shelf liquor. Yeah. And this particular establishment I went to, they did not water down their liquor. At all. In fact, they might have diluted it. Because them was the strongest blue motherfuckers I've ever had in my life. And I had about eight of them. In a, it, with additions about three or four shots. But even, was, in, that, oh, but even in that moment, you called me. You knew at the time, I didn't have a car. I didn't, you know, but I, I had also had surgery like a few days before that. I had had my surgery. I called you because I was fucked up. She called like, me. I'm gonna text the man. Hey, look. Man, I'm texting man. I said, I said, well, look, um, I can get in the Uber and come get you. And they had an Uber. And then when we get to the when I get to the Uber, then I could just crutch onto your car. Cause again, I had had crutch, I had had my surgery maybe four days, four or five days prior. Well, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I had it on my left, my left knee. So my right leg is just fine. I can drive. And I said, well, look, I can get in the Uber. I can come get you. She's like, no. He was like... My brother was on the way. Yeah, um, you know, bro was on the way. But I stayed on the phone with her until she took her wig off in the car. I did. I think we got like a half a block away. And I was like, I can't do this no more. And I took it off and I laid it. I threw it on top of the window shield. When I knew that you were okay and you were in the car, you ain't had your wig on, we can hang up now. She'll call me in the morning. I know that that's not the exact premise of Bella and what happened to Bella that night, but you know, you just don't leave your people. You don't leave your people. And even if you can't physically be there, you make sure they're all right. And I get, Terry, if you couldn't physically go get Bella from the bar, you should have said, look, Simon, just look, put her in a cab and send her to me. Put her in the cab and send her to Carmen. Yes. Put her in the cab and send her home. I'm going to call Ben so he'll be there to let her in. You could have did any of that. And your response was, fuck it. Leave her. That's what she likes to do. She likes to get fucked up like that. And that's my real friend. My my real friend friend would never do that to me. Never do that to me. I'm like, my my brother, God bless you. I remember one time we were at a party, not to cut you across. You and I were at a party. And one of our mutual friends that showed up that I used to mess with back in the day. And you had to alert me. Hey, you do know he's trying to have sex with you, right? I was like, oh, well, you know. That's fine. I was like, so you riding with me or him? And I was like, what the fuck is you talking about? I'm drunk. What are you talking about? No, like, like, look, I'm, I'm fucked up, but I'm sober enough to realize I see what's in the air. I can see what's happening. What? And they don't have a clue? <laughs> Our trios down to two. Oh, mm-hmm. the soft caress, the twilight. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I had no idea what was happening. Okay, so I'm going. Okay, 
she said, so, 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 Shay says, okay, so, so, you are me right here. I'm going, uh, oh, uh huh. <laughs> no, bitch, you're not listening. And then when I did decide to go with him, hey, bitch, you need to let me know when you get to wherever you get to, when you leave wherever you leave it, and when you get home. I had specific <laughs> directions. Look, I need the details. Ugh. I had directions. I need the details. <laughs> I had specific directions. When I got to where and I like, was into, I texted individual. him. Like, we've also known him we since I We've trusted him for so years. We know who he I, is. There was no issues of whether you were going to be in safe hands. I just needed to know before I continued the debauchery that I was in. Do I need to slow down and sober up and drive my car home or you ride me here? Either way, there's a certain code when you, with your friends. I feel. And it has happened to, to Shay and I time and time and time again. I don't leave nobody. I've taken strangers home. I don't leave nobody. I- there could have been a stranger there. And I saw her too tossed. I'd be like, uh, so, my, you need a ride? You need a cab? You want me to put your Uber in for you? Because I'm going to make sure you get home. I just don't, I don't want it on my conscience that something happened to somebody, especially somebody that I know and love because I was being careless. And that's where Terry is right now. Because regardless of Bella and her past behavior and her drug abuse and her alcohol abuse and all that shit, she's been your friend since elementary school days. You love her, Hank. You left for dry. You left for high and dry. I kind of wish that he would have called anybody but Terry. I, really, I don't think Kwame would have did, did that to her. That tour. I, I know Ben wouldn't have did that to her. Like I really wish he would have called someone other than Terry because that's not her friend. That's not your friend. So let's let her go. Can't do nothing better. Just just let, let it go. go. Everybody mm-hmm. love. Oh, the floor, don't you know? Hey, up at home. Yes, every now and then it invades my mind. This old Ray J word, bitch. That's why you my That's friend. That's back when I was in love with Ray J. That was my album. Like, bitch. anything that you want from me, I'm gonna give it to you, baby. Ooh, I love uh, I'm sorry, I can't. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, Dre Dre. you have a shout I, out. I want to get some Raycons, but he be acting so bad to to Princess that I just can't do it. Oh my god, give me a shout out for shout the episode. Out for the episode. My shout out is actually going to go to that plate. Man, that plate was that plate was stacked so nice. I don't even know what all of it was, but I was hungry. Oh, like when he no. refused to plate, when he was looking at the plate, like it was boo boo. Like, like that's a good ass plate, sir. Oh. However you feel about it, you should have bit off the corn. You should have got like a little bit of everything. That corn you... looked as fat. Oh my god! <laughs> my shout out goes to the plate. Like I'm sorry, that plate was everything. I would have, we'd have been talking. I'd be like, you want to play some Uno? Like how we gonna do this? Because we not fucking. We might as well get in some God. Fair. Mm-hmm. Some two-handed spades ain't never hurt nobody. Um, ain't gonna hurt nobody. Get on get down. On down. Doom, doom, doom. Hey, um, my shout-out for the episode is gonna go to Ben. We haven't seen a lot of Ben this 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 season. And I knew I know that Ben comes in in a clutch, but Ben literally has been the clutch hitter of the season. You don't get too much from him. He tells you what the fuck it is. You know you ain't pulling nothing off that bait, right? I was wondering what the fuck was happening. 
thought I was going crazy. And they are literally ignoring Terry and her fuck shit. My shout out goes to Ben. He has he has been helping, like you said previously, he's been helping Terry. Uh, he's been helping Bella more than anybody has, with the exception of Kwame, the entire season. And I have to give it to Ben. I I love him. God, God bless that white king. And um. You know, there's that. He gets to come to the cookout. Yo, definitely. Being being in one of the first invitations other than the circle circle. You know what I'm saying? He gets to come to the cookout. Um, What do you, what um, do you have as a, a, a... Are you bringing anybody to the altar or past the pastor's office? I don't or? really have an altar call or past the office this episode. I'm tired of reading Terry for film. And it just seems like every episode, just more and more film. I'm going to uh, resume my semicolon I know it's been there for a while. Well, you let that bitch ride a few weeks ago. Episodes. I let that bitch ride a few weeks ago, but I put another semicolon. This is going to be one, one long ass run on sentence. Because I think in the next episode or two, I'm really going to be able to get to the bitch and make sure she's nervous. Again, so I'm a whole, I'm about poor. I'm coming for you, though. Um, I also don't have a necessary, uh, I'm sorry, not a necessary. Uh, uh, a specific uh, altar call. Hey guys, I said specific, not Pacific. I'm still petty. Um, I think that everything in this episode just kind of, you know, laid was laid down where it needed to be laid. I do just kind of want to tap Simon on the shoulder and say, "Sweetie, you were there. You can't put all the blame on Terry. Terry did fuck up." But you were there. And you could have handled it better, but you didn't. I just want to give you a little tap. Hey, 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 hey. You're not absolved. Boop. You're not. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't try to pass that buck while you try to pass the Dutch. Don't, don't do that. Just, just be, be, be aware that you were there. Just saying. All right, we're done, guys. And that, ladies and gents, concludes another episode of Reality the Pod. Yeah. I am your girl, Dr. Shady Shay. You can find me at Reality the Pod wow. on Facebook. You can find Dr. Shady Shay on Instagram, uh-uh, Twitter, uh-uh. and Snapchat. I'm working on YouTube. I haven't gotten to it, but it's coming. Uh-uh. Uh, oh, I'm supposed to drop my shit. So, um... You are. <laughs> Uh, you can find uh, me everywhere across the board on all the shits at Trash Can Tam because I ain't shit. Uh, we have a new email address. It is R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A-D-A-P-O-D at gmail.com. Drop your questions, comments, and your concerns. You can also get in my DM. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know about the DM shit because sometimes that should be weird. But you can drop me something in the DMs. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely respond to you guys when I fucking feel like it. Um... You can also find us on Facebook at Real Reality the Pod. Um, and if there is nothing else, which I don't believe that there is, unless I forgot. I'll see you next week. This has been another episode of Reality the Pod, guys. Have a good hey. night. Can we please arrest Brianna Taylor's killers? I mean, yeah, it's gone on long enough. This is dumb. Arrest them bitches. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>